Welcome to the first read Ultimate Spider-Man. Co- he messed up two weeks in a row, folks. <laughs> Welcome to the first read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast, where we break down Bendis' iconic run on Ultimate Spider-Man, issues 1 through 160 in Earth 1610. I'm Zach, and with me today is COVID survivor John Opat. Yeah, wow, thanks. And well, I still have COVID because we're recording this issue about 10 minutes after the previous one ended. So, <laughs> way to tell them how the sausage I'm gets made. Still on the upswing. Uh, By the time Zach, they hear it, you will have survived COVID. Yes. Zach, you this is episode 43 now? No, this is episode 44 now. I don't think I number the bonus episodes. Plus, plus oh, and, and we've done bonus. So this is probably close to like episode 50 because we also did an episode zero. And I don't think you'd ever messed up the intro before. And you messed it up earlier today in episode <laughs> 43 and now in this one. So yep. even if the listeners don't ever hear that and you don't even put this in, I just wanted to bring it up. It's, you got me. It's wild. Yeah. You know, Everybody gets a day. Yeah. yeah. Even Peyton Manning throws an interception occasionally. And and in some cases, sometimes he threw two in one day. Just yep. like you. So, <laughs> Wow, thank you. I've never been compared to Peyton Manning before, so yep. I feel really good about that. Yeah. Yeah, so as we mentioned, and as you guys could tell from the uh, the alternate theme song, that just played this is a bonus episode yay where are you going on vacation we're doing it because zach is going on vacation this upcoming week yep so and i have covid so we're really trying to make an easy one here i think <laughs> yes um so i'm going to gainesville florida for a punk rock music festival and nice. uh, we're also gonna do a day at disney and a day at like oh, yes. um it's called Ginny springs it's like rafting just like um tubing down a river that's super clear oh let's go that'll yeah. be awesome which yes. parks are you going to do you know just magic kingdom there's that's where, one, yeah that's one of the, the guys going with us has never been before and it's like if you have one day down there it kind of feels like that's the that's, one you should go that's to that's like the disney park yeah elizabeth and i last december got to had like one day there and that's the park that we went to we went to to magic kingdom trying to think of some cool stuff that we i mean we we did all the rides obviously yeah hmm. it's it pretty fun kind of sucks because we're going <laughs> on the day of like their uh whatever their adult trick-or-treating or something it's like some where they kick everyone out of the park at 7 p.m and then people who bought a separate ticket uh come in and from like seven to midnight or whatever, they like do trick or treating around the yeah. park and they can wear costumes and stuff. We didn't pay for that. So instead we paid full price for a shorter day at the park than like you would get most days of the year. But the flip side of that is the crowds are supposed to be really, really light. Nice. Well, that so maybe we'll be able to do everything. True. Yeah. Got to go in with a plan. Yes. Yep. Um, okay. They also have some cool parades that sometimes that's what we, we sat and watched the parades. You You're a big parade I'm, guy. I'm actually not, but Elizabeth likes that. <laughs> oh, well, that's <laughs> nice of you to ride all the rides. But... Yeah. That's nice of you to, um, 
Thanks, Zach. Sit through the parades. I couldn't do it. It was fun. No, they're fun. Fun story. The first time I ever took Shyla to Disney, she was like, oh, I want to ride that. I want to see what that is over there. And she, uh, she like ran over to the people mover. She thought the people mover was like a ride to a ride. She thought it was like to get to the the orbiter or whatever. The people um, mover? It's in uh, like future land. It's literally the dumbest thing ever. It's just a moving track and it tells jokes. It doesn't the- have any hills or drops or anything. It's just <laughs> they put you on a moving track. And she thought that was the ride to get to the ride. And she's like, oh, my God, the ride itself is going to be so cool if this is like the line to get on it. And then it just ended right where it had begun. And she got off and was very confused. That's funny. Um, Let's see. The best ride is definitely um, the 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 roller coaster. That's name is Space Mountain. for Sure. Space Mountain is definitely the best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Zach's going on vacation and I've got COVID. That sounds awesome. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, man. You've been you've been going through it recently it's, here. It's okay. It's I'm okay. hoping your luck turns soon. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, okay, should we get into it? Listeners, don't let Zach make you think that I'm going through it. Life <laughs> is fine, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can get into this. Okay. So how do you want to do this? You you have some you have some fun thoughts. We're both going to do this issue. I thought it might be interesting cuz we did so good that time when um I gave us the wrong issues to read and we both had the same one. We did so good on the other one that we just kind of had to fumble through. So So that's what we're doing now. So we're going to fumble through this one. <laughs> Yeah, bonus episodes. You get the subpar content here. Sorry, guys. I still think the Super Bowl special where Spider-Man went and played that football game with kids. That was your favorite. That is probably my favorite issue that we've read. That was an incredible issue. I'm so glad we get it. You don't know that episode. It might be called like the Super Super Bowl bonus or something. Man, I thought that was a good one. A fun fun one. And you always will have that issue now. Yeah, yep, I will. Did you buy that or did I buy it? You bought it. I read it on that weird website that probably yeah. gave me computer bugs. I should find that. I don't know where it is. I was looking around to see if I hung it up, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyways, this issue, it's not an Ultimate Spider-Man issue. It's not even an Ultimate Anything issue. It's from last year. It's Mary Jane and Black Cat Beyond. And, John, I just want to point out, it's written by Jed McKay, which was the guy who wrote the Spider-Punk thing that we read. Oh, really? Yes. He's actually, like, one of my favorite current writers, and I think he does the best um, Spider-Man work of anyone at marvel today nice yeah do you have anything about the like illustrator in this or i i really liked the way this one was drawn yeah so i didn't know if that was a famous person or anything it's cf villa i mean i know the name i know they get a lot of marvel work i couldn't tell you anything else i'm sure they have a very dedicated fan base 
um because this is good and then the artist is eric arcane gia and the letter letterer is uh vince coletta's travis lanham okay um so on the cover we we see uh Mary Jane Watson and Felicia Hardy, the black cat, both standing in like matching, like tight leather cat suits. Um, and black cat says, you see any damsels around red? And Mary Jane says, not a one Hardy. Oh, wow. We're going to get some sexy lady crime fighters in this one. Huh? Yep. The, you, you pretty much know what you're getting into from the cover. And then, John, do we want to take it like page by page? Sure. I mean, I, yeah. You're just... I, think, I don't know. <laughs> well, is there, what I was going to say is, is there something that happened before this that we should catch people up on? Or um, or should it, they just go and, because there is some stuff like, like we open here and Felicia Hardy is walking down a hospital. And she's like thinking to herself, like, wow, there, I don't know. Spider-Man's in the hospital is what she's thinking to herself, basically, as she's like walking in there. So, of course, I'm wondering how, who put Spider-Man in the hospital? Yeah. I mean, this is the thing about like 90% of comics out there is you just start. And if you haven't been reading the whole series up to that point, you're like, what did I miss? And you just. You got to roll with it. Um, Okay. It it does say on the like title page, Peter is recovering after a fight that landed him in the hospital. While he's on the mend, he's still not in any shape to take on his responsibilities as Spider-Man. Fortunately, he's got his best girls, Mary Jane Watson and Felicia Hardy, the black cat to make sure he lays off the super heroics until he's fully recovered. That's, that's just the premise. Um, I honestly don't even know why he's in the hospital. I don't think it matters that much. Yeah. Well, Felicia Hardy's there and sh- and as she's telling us, you know, through her through her thinking monologue, she's like you don't go to watch Spider-Man in the hospital to make sure he's safe. Like you go to keep him there because I don't know. I guess they really want him to recover and he needs to hang out in the hospital. And she walks in to the room and Mary Jane is there too. And somebody else is there, and he's got a gun on him already. Yeah. And uh, she's like, well, we're about to find out. She says, you got a name, dead man? And uh, he says, we're old friends, though maybe you didn't recognize me. Parker Robbins, the hood. So he's just like a a villain of the week kind of guy. Okay. And he says that he lost something recently, and he's he's not even there because he knows, oh, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. This is Peter Parker's hotel room, or hospital room. I'm going to go, you know, take out Spider-Man while he's on the mend. He's there specifically for Felicia because he knows who she is, and he's like, I don't know who this guy is. He's some washed-up photographer, but clearly you care about him and i know you're good at stealing stuff so i'm gonna threaten his life to make you steal something for me to get back what i lost good plan yeah pretty smart we'll see if it works out for him and uh he's he says um 
he also recognized Mary Jane. He he calls her moderately famous actress Mary Jane. Oh Watson. yeah, so so Mary Jane is a movie star in this. Yep, good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill her, and I'm gonna kill Peter if you don't get me my thing, my hood. And she says, okay, that's fine, but one thing. I need the girl. I need her to come with me. She's part of my crew. She's going to help me steal the stuff. You stay here with Peter. Um, keep threatening him because he's asleep, but I- I'm taking her. And the criminal dude is like, okay, just don't screw me on this. Yep. And then they Mary Jane, which I didn't really understand why she was doing this at first, but she was like, and you better not point your gun at him while we're gone. And, um, and then later on, Mary Jane and Felicia, she's like, what's the deal with that gun stuff that she didn't want him pointing his gun at, at him? And she was like, if he points the gun at him, Peter's spidey sense is going to kick in and he's going to like jump out of the bed. Why wouldn't they just want that to happen? He'd like beat him up. Well, because he's, he's in the hospital for a reason. Like he's clearly in a bad way. Yeah. I think yeah. they'd rather him he must stay be asleep. Really hurt. Yeah, I think they'd rather him stay asleep and they take care of the situation. Yeah. So we get this kind of—it's a couple page pages of Felicia and Mary Jane like walking down the hospital stairs, and Felicia is kind of thinking to herself the whole time they're talking. She's perfect. She she doesn't say it at all. She doesn't say that this is all my fault. So Felicia must feel, I guess, bad that the guy's only there in the room because of her. And, right. And obviously, she really likes Mary Jane. She thinks she's, like, perfect. It's kind of sweet. You think she likes her? I think so. I feel I kind of read it like... um Oh, of course he's with her. She's perfect. Because I I will say at this point in the comics, he's with Mary Jane. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of got that from reading this. (laughs) Yeah. But then later on, like more recently, he is not with Mary Jane. She she takes her with her and, you know. She's like trying to protect her because she knows that she matters to Peter. Yeah. But I I think it's fair to say that Felicia also likes Peter. Wait, after this, Peter and MJ break up, and he's back with Felicia. Yes, in like the like this year, like the very modern run. Peter, it's not going to happen. No, that doesn't happen in our series. Don't worry. This is some. This is another universe. I know but, he's still a dog. Yeah, this is part of why people don't like Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe, the guy that. Bendis strangled last week. Yeah, I know. Was he doing this one? He's the oh, editor. You said he's the editor now. Yeah, he does like the whole Spider-Man line. Oh, Nick Lowe, you dog! How low can you get? Oh my gosh, for real! Wow, good one. Yeah. Okay, oh. you 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 take us through this, Zach. I feel like you're better at uh, taking us through this than I am. <laughs> so they're they're like. Felicia's like, okay, cool. I got you out of that room with that crazy guy with the gun. Now go home and lay low while I try and solve this. And Mary Jane is like, absolutely not. I'm sticking with you. I'm part of the crew, remember? 
And she basically, Felicia realizes she's not going to shake her, so she's got to let her come with her. Um, and it's just it's just fun watching them banter and um, bicker. And at one point, uh, Felicia's like, fine, have it your way, but you better not slow me down. And Mary Jane kind of rolls her eyes and flips her hands back and says, yay. Um, like, you get the sense that they're kind of reluctantly working with each other. I think they love each other. And then it says seven hours to sun up. So before it was eight hours to sun up. Now it's seven hours to sun up. They have until sun up to get the guy his hood back, or else he's yeah. going to kill Peter. Um, so it's kind of set up like a almost like a heist story or something, where it's like it tells you the time, like counting down, or like a bomb's going to go off, kind of thing. You know, it's um, it keeps telling us how long Peter's got, and uh, they go down to like the waterfront where some guy flip the page. Do you think I for sure thought this was Dr. Strange? I did too, until I saw the name. Yeah. Okay. I I know. I'm glad you did too. I know who it is, but he definitely also looks like Dr. Strange. So much like him. I was bummed when it wasn't him. Yeah. Um, so they go down to the waterfront and it's like, this crime boss dude is watching a movie on a projector screen over the water and he's sitting in his throne and it's Count Nefaria who is truly one of the like most obscure, not necessary Marvel villains of all time. I only know him because uh, back in the seventies um, Thunderbird was like the first X-Men to die. Cause he was uh, trying to stop this guy. This guy was getting away on a plane and he just kept punching the plane until it exploded um, and killed himself. So uh, Felicia was like, thought, oh, I'll go to this guy first because he'll know where the hood is. And she's talking to him and he's not really giving her anything. And then uh, Mary Jane says from behind him, hey, are you watching Dig That Crazy Grave? Isn't Sonny DePerna great in it? And Count Nefaria can't believe himself. He's like, is that Mary Jane Watson? Apparently he's just super into cinema. And he's, he's like, like makes the face like his eyes are like bulging out of his head and everything. And he's very pumped. It's it'd be like if you were just minding your business and watching a movie at your house and Natalie Portman walked in and was like, oh, yeah, I loved working with that actor you're watching. That would be cool. That would be so cool. Um, And so he fanboys out on her and is like asking her, what was it like working with that person? And uh, he has his minions bring her a chair to sit down with him. And Felicia is just kind of waiting around. And um, eventually Mary Jane comes back and is like, all right, here's the deal. He thinks these are the guys who might know what's going on with the hood. So we have to, like, make our way through all of these specific criminals. And we get a fun little montage of, like, one guy they choke out with, like, a rope you, or something. You know, who I, you know who I just now noticed that he tells them could know? What's that? Fancy Dan and Ox. Yep. That's a, yep. too bad we didn't get to see them. We do. Wait. 
They're what? on. They're right there on. Uh, oh, they are page fourteen. Oh my gosh! So we get we get a fun little montage of the girls using their various skills. It's like they fight one hero and take him down, or at least Felicia does, and then they see the rhino and they kind of charm him. They're like sitting, you know, on either side of him at a bar laughing and like giving him drinks and he gives them, you know, the information and then they go and they're playing cards with fancy Dan and ox. And apparently they like beat them. Like they were, you know, playing poker for the information or something. And then they bribe someone. And then this is funny. Shocker. Because Shocker is, of course, the comic relief villain who, twice today, in two separate issues for us, <laughs> the Shocker has been dispatched in, like, one panel as easy. a joke. It's this not even who gets dispatched by Mary Jane. It's not even Felicia that takes him down. It's the civilian movie star actress who just bashes him with an aluminum baseball bat. That's funny. That is so good. Um, and this all leads them to like the final boss and it says two hours to sun up and they're looking at a tower and Mary Jane says, so who's left? And black cat says the worst one tombstone and tombstone. We can't charm. He's a gangster. Okay. Didn't know if he was more important than that. I mean, he's like a gangster that has like unbreakable skin and is like strong and he's scary. How do you get his powers? I don't know. Oh, you're supposed to be our expert. I've never thought about that. I just, you know, I just see him and I'm like, Oh, tombstone. Um, she says, we can't charm him. We can't con him. Can't beat him down. Tombstone. We have to rob. I guess I didn't know that there were like this many like gangster toughs. I thought like it was Kingpin. Kingpin is the gangster guy. Um, I mean, Kingpin has like rivals. Like, I don't think Tombstone most of the time is like a tough. I think he's his own dude. Okay. I didn't mean like, uh, okay. Okay. So he's like a Kingpin rival or. Yeah, kind of. Okay. Oh, he's going to get the floor wiped by him. No, I mean, he's actually he's actually a scary dude. Like, is he? he okay, he can hold his own. Yeah, and okay. I, that, and that's kind of the point. They worked their way through all the like, you know, dumb and gullible and run of the mill villains, and then they okay. end up at like this guy who's like kind of a worthy foe. Okay. Um, and Mary Jane says, well, "Good thing we have the best thief in this side of town. You are the best thief in town, right?" And Felicia's like, bite your tongue, of course I am. But here's the thing. Tombstone's smarter than all of those idiots put together. He got his ear to the ground always. The way we've been tearing through the underworld tonight, he's going to put two and two together. He's going to know that we're coming for him, and he'll be waiting. And we see a terrifying silhouetted image of him sitting at his desk in the building, sharpening a machete and he's got like a bunch of knives on the table and stuff and felicia says so you ready to suit up and we get 
John, I kind of want to hear you do these pages because this I thought this is like the fun part of the issue. Okay, well, I yeah, I'm I like am having a hard. I know what they're doing, but I don't think it's drawn super clearly. Okay, so so here's what happens, and it is fun. I agree. So she says, "You ready to suit up, Red?" And Mary Jane's like, "Of course I am." And then we see Black Cat running up the side of the building and she breaks into the place and she's breaking into the vault and Tombstone is there with his giant machete. And he's like, you after my pet demon, little kitty? That's what they found out, by the way. Did you say that? That like, apparently the Red Hood was eaten by a demon that is shaped like a duffel bag. Yes. So that's what they're trying to steal. I don't know the story behind that demon bag, but I would assume it has to do with like Inferno or Limbo or something, which doesn't mean anything to you, John. But there there was a point in time where like all of Manhattan, like all these inanimate objects got possessed by like demons from another realm. Oh, and you had okay. like <laughs> mailboxes and vacuum cleaners like eating people and stuff. And I th- I feel like that that's what this is. That's funny because when they said like a demon that's like sh- shaved like a duffel bag, I was like, why? <laughs> what? I would like uh, bet money that's this thing's backstory. Okay, that makes sense. So Tombstone's like, you after my pet demon little kitty, I knew it'd come in handy, but I never thought it would deliver the black cat right to me. Now tell me, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Why don't you and I find out together? And then we see Black Cat turn around and she's like, love to, baby, but I'm on a timeline and you're too slow. I already ripped you off. And she shows him this duffel bag. And then, and he says, no one's that good. And as she's jumping away, she says, the Black Cat is that good. And she leaps out the building. And we and should say she when says, she's like climbing the building and jumping out of it and stuff, she's like, she's on a rope. She's like, like repelling yeah. herself. And she she yells up to him, "Race you to the bottom!" And he says, "No way, no one does tombstone like that." Has she done something with her hair? So obviously, after reading that and his comments, you can kind of put two and two together, and you know, oh, that's Mary Jane that snuck in as Black Cat. So what it so what but then on the next page it looks like she propels down the building into this van and black cat drives away right or is someone else driving mary jane away I think I think they have a getaway driver my assumption that makes way more sense it's not said but my guess is like count nefaria was helping them from the beginning he had his goons bring her a chair to sit with he willingly gave them the information they could have been like hey one more thing can you have one of your guys drive us okay because now now here's the fun part of the heist while tombstone's racing her down to the bottom the real black cat is propelling up the building, sneaking in, breaking into the safe, and she takes the real duffel bag that's, like, chained up, kind of, to keep the demon at bay, I guess. Yes. And she's, like, talking to us, like, kind of in her head the whole time, where she's like, people 
people see the mask and they just think it's black cat, but they don't, you know, they don't notice all the other things that don't work. And even Tombstone does start to notice because you can see he's like, wait, did she do something with her hair? But he never does. And she says, and the Oscar for the best performance in a criminal endeavor goes to. And then we get a scene of Mary Jane in the car, like pulling her wig off and her red hair, like flowing about. It's pretty good. It's a pretty yeah. fun little heist. It is so fun. That panel of her, like, that's just like the funnest, like, panel. Like, she's girl bossing right there, you know? Mary that, Jane. She, she's like posing as if she is on film, you know? She takes this wig off yeah. with her foot kicked out and everything. She's like as graceful as you can be. And she's a professional actress. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I love the stories when Mary Jane gets to like, help stop a crime or defuse a situation by using her acting skills. There've been some yeah. other ones and that is like my favorite trope. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's uh yeah. I mean, I haven't read that many, but this is fun. So we're 90 minutes to sun up and they've got the bag, but they aren't really sure what to do yet. And they need it to cough up the, the hood this whole time. I'm like, I don't I was thinking that the hood was like the I was thinking it was the Batman hood that the Joker used to wear like the red hood. Have you ever heard of that? Did you know that that's like dude, in, I'm not a Batman guy. In DC comics there's like a red hood and a lot of different people have worn it, but anyway, the Joker like had it at one point before he t- became the Joker. And um that's what I was thinking it was this whole time. And it's and it's literally just like a red thing. Anyway, that's not what we're reading. I remembered that. That's DC. So they're like, how do we get this duffel bag to cough up the hood? And Black Cat's like, what do you say, you little devil? How do what what do we have to do to get you to play ball? And then this this demon duffel bag is like, I thought you'd never ask. You know what it reminds me of with its teeth right there? Um, the, the thing from the plant movie? The plant movie. Um, uh, oh man. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> oh, I never saw that. I was gonna say the book from Harry Potter that like has teeth and oh, bites you. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that, yeah. That's good. Okay, here Zach, you finish us off. Okay, so it's 15 minutes to sun up. Oh my god, we're cutting it close. Literally, the guy says, tough luck, pal. Looks like your girlfriend's dropped the... And he's starting to get his gun out of his shirt. And uh, Felicia walks into the room wearing the red hood. And she says, not so fast. Just as he says, ball. And she's like, ta-da. And they're both still in their black cat costumes, which is, is very funny. Um that they just walked into the hospital like that. But, you know, they didn't have time to change. Whatever. And the guy says, take that off, talking about her red hood. And she tosses it over to him. And he's like, how'd you do it? And she's like, it's it's easy. It just comes down to wanting. You can get anything in the world if you know what someone wants, and you can get it for them. That's and just she- how to win friends and influence people right there, Zach. Yeah, she you read You gotta that. think about what they want, okay? Good advice. Yep. And she said, you wanted your hood back. Nefario wanted hot Hollywood goss. Tombstone wanted to skin me alive so bad he took his eye off the prize. 
And then the guy puts his uh, hood on and she says, even the demon bag, it wanted something too. And the guy ties the cape onto himself, the hood, and he says, wait, this is wrong. And she says, after it ate your hood, it got a taste for the owner. It wanted the complete set. And the demon bag had like cloaked itself or possessed the hood or something. The hood turns against this guy. It wraps him up. It eats him with teeth. It shoots blood all over the walls. He's super dead. It just sucks him down. <laughs> Rest in piss. It's a pretty it's a pretty grim ending for this like random villain that didn't really seem that bad. I mean, he showed up at a hospital and was ready to like kill two people to get his hood back. I don't I'm know. Just saying, we've seen a lot of people do a lot worse than point a gun at somebody. You know what? It's just some campy fun. Like, bad guy gets viscerally eaten by a, a demon duffel bag. Demon. That's funny, you know? That is. That is. That's just good fun. Like, if he got, if he got, like, blown away by a machine gun, that would be less funny. But this is just yeah. funny because it's, it's insane. No one gets eaten by demons. <laughs> um... And it is kind of his wish inverting on itself. You know, it's like the monkey's paw. Yeah. And she says, like I said, Robin. Just like, didn't that didn't that just happen in the last issues that we read? Did somebody like get what they wanted, but it wasn't? Or was that this one? That's maybe this issue. Are you thinking of Gene wanting to teach Logan a lesson? No. What did I just? Oh, it was the last episode of Loki. That was like one of the last things that 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 girl Loki Sylvie says. Do, have you watched any of this show? You watched Dude, the first I watched season, season right? one. Okay, yeah, that's what she says to like Renslayer, and then she kicks her. She's like, "Be careful! If you wanted this so bad, okay, here you go. I can't tell you what it is because you haven't seen any of the episodes, Zach." Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Sorry, that's like the the number one like way to make a tragic character. You give them what they want, but not what they need. Um, so Felicia says, you know, it's all about what people want. And she said, uh, I gave the duffel bag what it wanted, and I wanted you out of my hair. And she's like smiling, watching this guy just get murked. And Mary Jane is like, has her eyes covered and is like peeking out with between her fingers, uh, which is funny. That's just they're handling it very different ways. Um, and then John, we're we're coming back into what I think of as another fun part of the issue. Do you want to take this? Um, sure. So Mary Jane, well, now they're just they're just looking at Peter. You know, he's asleep. Fel- Felicia is putting the demon duffel bag back in like chains, and Mary Jane's like, "How did he sleep through all of this?" And she says, please, Captain America and I have been putting him through the ringer. Spider waking up on his own was the least of my worries. And then Peter starts to wake up and he sees MJ and Black Cat standing over his bed. And he says, it's this dream again. Be gentle, please. Which is pretty funny. Bro's getting pegged in his dreams. (laughs) (laughs) And... And Mary Jane and and Black Cat just kind of look at each other. Um, 
And then they're sitting on the roof and and Black Cat says, you did good, Red. And then Mary Jane says, well, because that is, you, you did well. And Zach, <laughs> this is this is also funny to me because, gosh, so many things end in words that should be adverbs, but people use them as adjectives. And I was just talking to Elizabeth about it this morning before <laughs> we read this issue and then we read this issue and she corrected black cat using an adjective when she should have used an adjective because like it'll be like a little grammar lesson for everybody <laughs> really quickly and zach something like that a little grammar lesson really quickly people would say real quick but that's not but that's not right because because really is modifying quickly, so it's an ad- adverb, and then quickly is modifying, you know, I don't know, a verb or something what like that. What you're doing, yeah. Instead of quick. So, anyway, I respect Mary Jane here doing a good bit of grammar correcting, because I kind of do the same thing. Do you remember the old commercials that said verb, it's what you do? And it just appeared to be, like, advertising what a verb was yeah just like grammar I what do the hell was that, that? Who, that who was paying for those we probably need them to come back because these kids don't know their parts of speech um do you remember the apple commercials that said think different yeah it's not right think differently it should be think differently well i mean what's more thinking differently than just being wrong being wrong <laughs> yeah um okay so so they're talking on the roof and then felicia says i mean i wasn't sure if your dump truck ass would fit into one of my suits but hey we made it work and they're kind of joking around with each other see i told you these two love each other they they're 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 both better than peter parker (laughs) and true MJ is like, I can't believe some of the stuff we got up to tonight. I almost feel bad for what we did to the shocker. And Black Cat says, don't feel bad. Everybody does that to the shocker. That's what he's there for. And that was pretty funny. His head was spilling out of his his mask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then MJ is like, it was kind of fun being the bad girl for the night. And we see Black Cat get sad. Because she's like the bad girl. I hate that. I hate that that's what I am in his life, his history. I'm not jealous of you trying to... I'm not jealous of you. I'm not trying to get him back. And I didn't even know that they had dated until this line. Oh, yeah. So... He's dated everyone. Yeah, apparently. The whole Marvel Universe has ran through Peter Parker. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she says, but our time together, it was important to me. It it was part of me. He was the first man I ever loved. But from the outside, I'm just the bad girl, the distraction until he, he until the good girl wins in the end, the perfect one. It sucks. And MJ starts laughing, and she's like, "I know exactly how you feel. I was the bad girl first. I was the party girl, always getting into trouble. And then there was Gwen Stacy. She was perfect." Have you ever had to live up to the memory of a dead girl? And 
I I think I remember you saying that that the Gwen Stacy Mary Jane we get in our universe that is reading is kind of backwards to how it normally is. Yeah, it's inverted. Hmm. Cause he didn't he shouldn't even know either of them yet in high school. He met them when he was like in college and Gwen he knew Gwen first and was dating her and she was the good girl and like like she said, that was you know, Mary Jane's role was she was kind of the party girl. Okay, so in real original Spider Man, he was dating Gwen and then Gwen died and yes. then he started dating Mary Jane. Yes. I mean there was kind of like a like a Archie Betty Veronica thing going on where it's like, oh, these are his two love interests or whatever, but he was way more seriously into Gwen. And then like the moment that we the readers kind of like are like, oh, okay, this Mary Jane girl, she's all right. It's when Gwen dies, Mary Jane is waiting for him at his apartment and she's like, Oh my god, I heard what happened. Are you okay? And he blows up at her. He's like, why would you care? Just get out of here. And he says some pretty horrible stuff. And she walks to the door and she closes it with her still in there. So she's like, I'm like, I'm not leaving you. And that's supposed to be the sweet moment where you're like, you, you fall in love with Mary Jane. Oh, well, that is nice. Um, well, so that's what Mary Jane says, says here. She's like, I used to be the bad girl too. And you're still important to him and us, Felicia. You're not a footnote in anyone's life. And Felicia's like, oh, you are perfect, aren't you? And Mary Jane says, yep, and don't you forget it. And then we probably get the most realistic comic writing in the world. Because on the last page, they're sitting there and they're like, God, how does he keep pulling babes like us? And it's true. How does he? But Mary Jane says, I think it's because he keeps getting beat up all the time. It's like a pity thing. And the issue ends. I have come to the realization, because there's a big debate now about, like, the fans really want Peter back together with Mary Jane, and Editorial won't give that to them. And it's like Editorial keeps asking, why are you guys so invested in this? And I think I figured out the answer. It's, you know, Spider-Man is like, it's like a fantasy play. Like you want to put yourself in his position, but it's not even just because he has powers. It's because he's an ordinary dude who dates like the most out of his league woman ever. And people look at that and they're like, you know what? I could take really bad luck and being really poor and nothing ever going right for me. And like the two things I have in life is that I'm dating my version of Mary Jane Watson and I, have spider powers like yeah. that's cool i want to put myself in that position i'd make that trade off yeah yeah um well what did you think i mean obviously i love it it's a this is a 10 out of 10 this is my favorite spider-man adjacent issue oh of- had you read this one yes Ah, uh, okay yeah this is my favorite spider-man adjacent issue of the last several years oh nice well I have a rating scale. Okay. Do you also? I wonder I, I, I don't. wonder if we would come up with the same rating scale if you thought for a second. Ten villains Ooh, taken down? Nope. No. It was out of ten sexy girlfriends for Peter Parker. <laughs> oh, yep. Yeah, it's ten. 
<laughs> um, I I was I had this at an eight and a half, and then I thought, well, well, it can't be half a girlfriend, so I, I'm gonna <laughs> move it up to a nine. I give this nine out of ten sexy girlfriends for Peter Parker. What else yeah, would you have liked good. to it see? Was a fun one. Um, I don't know. It just wasn't perfect, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what else I would have liked to see. Okay. I just think it's I a guess, fun. I guess little... I would have liked to have seen Spider Man. <laughs> he was there. Yeah, he was um, in bed. He had a line. He said, "He did, oh, he, this dream again." He had a line, and it was a good one. He crushed it. <laughs> Made the issue. Yeah. Yep. But honestly, if you were like, if you were like on death's doorstep, and you opened your eyes and you see like the two hottest girls you've ever known in your life <laughs> wearing like sexy cat suits and it's okay to talk about them in this issue because they're all adults now that's true and they're like his girlfriends yeah like everyone they everyone's having fun here it's it there's nothing wrong yeah <laughs> there's no logan yeah yeah uh just in general there's no logan so it's <laughs> so, so it's i th- i think i kind of came into it with a different read on their relationship than you did you were like oh i think they like each other this whole time i think they love each other i think they did a similar thing to what we've seen gwen and mj do right before gwen died in the ultimate universe i think they kind of broke through to each other a little bit and became vulnerable and were like oh we don't have to be rivals well i also didn't know like i said it wasn't until those last couple pages that i even knew that spider-man had dated right black cat before so i yeah i i i didn't i thought that they were just kind of friends all all together and that when she's doing that early thing walking down the stairs where she's like she's perfect she's this and that i was like i i thought she was being serious like oh man this girl is just she is perfect like i totally messed up and she's not even gonna say anything about it to me like she's just perfect yeah, I see it as cynical. Like, wow, of course I can't live up to being her. Yeah, well, you can't. So, <laughs> learn your lessons now, ladies. You're not Mary yeah. Jane Watson. Yeah. Well, just, I'm just, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm sure you all are because she's a fictional character and you're great. Yep. We <laughs> <laughs> um, um, got anything else before you go on vacation, dude? I'm kind of wondering. It's been about two hours now. Do you remember what you were going to say at the beginning of the last episode? I I do, and I, I already said it. It was it was what I was going to say was now it's going to be extra funny because what I was going to say was Zach, we've done like sixty five issues episodes, and I don't think you've ever messed up the intro, and you just messed it up. And then <laughs> I forgot to say that. And I did it again. And then you messed up again in this one, and I got to say it. And 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 when I was when I thought of it, I was like, "That's what I was going to say at the start of the last one." Oh, he gave me another chance. Yeah, look at that. We're all so you've got to leave your mess up intros in. Damn it. Well, you know that's what makes me like Peyton Manning. He throws interceptions yep, sometimes. Exactly. I fumble my words. You got to take your lumps. That's fair. I'll own that. Yep. All right. Well, if we don't have anything else, we want to sign no, off here. We kind of already talked about it. Yep. Um, well, next episode, which for us will be in, in two, two weeks, weeks, 
We'll have a lot to talk about, probably. Ultimate Spider-Man 68 and 69. Zach's going to try to watch Gen V or Loki so I can talk about it with someone. I'll see if I can get to that between Zach's going to try to watch these comic book movies so he can talk about them on our comic book podcast that he does. I really should, shouldn't I? That would make sense. really should. It would make sense. I'll see. Take a night on vacation. Yeah, you could go to Disney. Just sit down. Maybe instead go to Disney Plus and watch <laughs> some Loki. Um, just kidding. Okay, well, have fun. Thank you. Get better. Thank you. I will do it. Okay, and thank you to Ian Hickey for the music and our field correspondent, Alyssa Seaman, for her artwork. And thank all of you for listening and leaving us a review or a comment. You can find us, the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast on Spotify and Apple Music and anywhere you listen to podcasts or come chat with us on Instagram at First Read Podcast. Send us an email at firstreadspidey at gmail.com or find us on YouTube, First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast. See you in a couple weeks, Zach. See ya.